Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am Michelle Berman Michael, your host, and I am super excited to be back from vacation to interview a new friend and someone who I can't believe we weren't friends before this um, or didn't know of each other until now. Um, But I'm super excited to finally have uh, Jimmy Ryan on my podcast. He's somebody who's been on the radar for a while. So Jimmy, I'm so pumped to have you here. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I think we're going to go in some pretty unique directions. So if you've uh, ever listened to my podcast and been like, where are all the people who are trying to learn new things and don't actually know how to do things at uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about that, but Jimmy, uh, let my audience know just a little bit about you. Who are you? What's up, Michelle? Well, first off, I'm honored to be on uh, your show. And we were talking a little bit before we hit record that, you know, it's, it's different. I like hosting better because I'm kind of in the driver's seat. I know where we're going. It's uh it's different to be a guest. So um truly honored to be on. And I'm, 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 I'm determined to, give some value to your audience today. So let's, what are we going to talk about? Let's, let's, let's get into it. I love it. So we have about 17 conversations that we could probably have, but first and foremost, you are a 15 year veteran of the mortgage industry. You are the host of the get it done podcast. And I think that a lot of the things that you do are really different. Um, because I think a lot of times people think that talking about loans is the way that they should go or, or talking about, being on video is the way that you should go. But I think you've done both of those things very differently. I also think that even how you podcast has been done differently um, and kind of like the why for you behind it. So why don't you just talk to me and and my guests or my audience, I should say, kind of what is being different mean to you and why did creating each one of those facets for you, one, how you do loans, two, how you do your podcast, and then three, um, ultimately just how you do life and, and business differently. I love, I love opening up with this. So, uh, you know, you said like, here, we can take this into like 17 unique different directions and yeah, you have the right, you have the right guest for, for uniqueness (laughs) and just being, being different for sure. Um, I started my podcast because I realized that that's where really the marketing community in general is headed. Um, I, 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 I believe what Gary V says, you have to put out content and you have to put out a lot. And when you look at his, you know, like put out 40 pieces of content a day type of a mentality, it's insane until you think, until you actually look at it like, wow, this is actually possible. I could put out this much content. And the best way to do it is with a podcast. And uh, we were talking when we were getting to know each other that, you know, we both know Phil Treadwell and I actually met Phil at Amplify. Shout out to Amplify. I got, got my Amplify uh, coffee mug here. And I went into that room really I, I in general being in the industry for a while I've been a top producer I have tons of trophies that I don't care about that I've dust on them uh, but uh generally speaking when I enter a room I'm, I'm generally the top producer and we were talking about this a little bit but I go to amplify and like wow these you know people own mortgage companies and like <laughs> and Phil's talking to me about podcasting like 
you know, do you know who Gary V is in the show? Yeah, I had him on my show here. Check, check out the downloads that I got. Anyway, I, I came to that really not knowing what I was getting into. Amplify is kind of a, is a pretty intense thing. And, and Michelle, you got to go. I can't no, no. Uh, endorse it enough. But, um, but going through the process of Amplify, you really get down, down deep with, with your why. And, you know, you don't, you, you can tell a fluff story. And what I realized at Amplify is that you don't have to be, well, here, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways to go about it. But if you are your realest, truest self and have the conversations that you want to have, well, nobody else can really do it like you. And I started my podcast, not really knowing what I wanted to do too, just that I had to, I just took, you know, guidance and uh, leadership from other people that are already doing it and doing it successfully like Phil. And mm -hmm. I kind of just jumped into it and I didn't try to make it a mortgage podcast. I've actually, um, I've actually interviewed a, a lot of real estate agents with the intention of you know, doing mortgage business with them. And it kind of just evolved into a, a mortgage podcast just with my guests. I've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of, I don't want to say everybody in the mortgage industry because I know I'm leaving people out. I have, I have a huge long list of people that I still want to interview, but um, it kind of just became a mortgage podcast and I didn't intend to do it that way. It just evolved to that. And I also don't really talk a whole heck of a lot about mortgage. It's more so people's come up stories. And I was just going to say that like, to, it's not a mortgage pod. It's a mortgage audience, I would say, but I don't think like even just from talking to you about it, it's a mortgage podcast because a lot of the guests that are in your circle are, are mortgage people or real real estate right. specific people. But I feel like the audience for you, and, and we can talk about this and I, and I don't want to steal your podcast is thunder in any way. Um, but like the come up stories of a lot of these people that are in the mortgage industry, I think can relate to anyone in any business and can be an, a source of inspiration for people, irregardless of what industry they're even in. Oh, hundred percent. And I've had people, I, I, some of the feedback that I've, I've, I've had from some of the higher ups, like for instance, Dave Savage uh, mentioned, yeah, I had a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in like a decade, listened to our show and like learned a bunch about me and didn't know, you know, this about me or whatever, and just reached out to him and had a, had a conversation. Um, and, and, and when you can make an impact like that, I mean, it's just, that hits you right here. Like for a podcast host, that's like all the feels like, all right, I made an impact. This is great. But especially when it's somebody higher up, like Dave is, um, who's the nicest dude in the whole wide world, by the way, he wouldn't, he probably wouldn't like that. I'm describing him that way, but, um, but yeah, we talk actually very little about mortgage. It's more about who you are, how, how you've come up, what, what you failed at, what you've succeeded at and why you're doing it. And I think that those are questions that if you listen to the answers, you're going to find out that, you know, these epic people, Barry Habib's, Dale Vermillion's, um, you know, of the world, Rene Rodriguez, they're, we're all just normal people. You know, mm -hmm. we all have our own struggles and it's cool to be able to relate to somebody that's at that epic level. And, um, and, and I think, I think we do a good job of doing that, getting out, getting the gold out and, um, but yeah, it's certainly unique. I, it, and, and they're over an hour long generally. So like, it, I doubt anybody 
that I've ever asked, Hey, how long should this be ever said, make it over an hour. It was generally, it would generally be like, Hey, keep it to like a half hour or less, but that's my show. And, and, um, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I could do it 10,000 other ways, but this is the way that I do it. You know? So if you, if you're a fan of my show, you know what you're getting, I guess it's not going to just completely change every time. But, um, but I also get better every time too. I listen to some old interviews that I've done and you know, you, you, it's not something that you really master. It's something that you're always just trying to work at. And we were talking about, you know, here, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get more downloads for my, for my episodes. And I, I, I don't want to say that I don't care about downloads because I do who doesn't, but I'd rather have people listen to it, you know, and not just like you could pay for downloads, you know, you can, you could do all that type of stuff, but, but I want more people to actually listen to it, I guess is, is, is the better way to say it. So how do you do that? Well, we got to get it. We got to, you know, put it out there more. And, you know, I'm learning, I'm, I'm trying to get better with Instagram. It's my favorite platform that I probably am the least, I don't know, known on it or <laughs> have, have the least amount of action on it. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so, I mean, I'm learning and um, I, I guess a lot of different ways I'm sure that we could go with it, but, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still learning at, I'm, I'm coming in at, I think 90, 91 episodes recorded right now. That's amazing. And coming up on my hundredth episode and, you know, I'm still getting better. I'm trying to, I'm trying to outdo my last one every single time. Well, what I love about this, and I preach this so, so much, and we can get into just like the, a tiny bit of the personal side and, and my audience knows this about me, but you know, I, I have come from a very unique background myself. And I know when I get to go on your show, it'll be fun to be able to, to go into all of that. Um, but there, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life that have led to me sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in now, uh, both good and bad, I would say equally both, uh, certainly some that have changed me for the better, some that I'm still battling with. But one of the ones that I feel like I have done a really good job with on social is the side of being a mom, right. Being a business owner and being a mom and trying to navigate the waters of both of those things. Um, and having a, you know, six employees across the country and trying to run a million dollar company while also raising my kid at home full time is not an easy task. But what I will tell you is that it's one of the things that I loved about my conversation with you last week when we first met was this conversation of just pure authenticity, right? Being able to show up, even if it's like, if you go to your Instagram, right? So if you go to Jimmy Ryan's Instagram account, you will see that there's a ton of information about his podcast and about what you do and and who you've interviewed. But if you go to stories, right, you're going to see the renovations going on in in your backyard and you're going to see going and getting coffee and you're going to see like, Hey, this is what I look like in the morning when I haven't had coffee yet. Like you're going to see the side of Jimmy that I feel like matters. And that's one of the things or not just that matter, but makes you approachable and makes you somebody that somebody wants to learn from. And as you transition out of the doing loan side of things and kind of more so into the coaching and, and being able to support loan officers as they go through their journey of becoming successful, I think that piece of being able to showcase the behind the scenes of your day, which is the power of stories, in my opinion, is how you build your coaching business, right? It's how you build that side of who you are. Um, and I will tell you my experience in doing this and being very vulnerable, even as I was going through postpartum depression and all these other things, 
um, I actually believe made my relationships with my coaching clients, my employees, um, my course students way better than it was before. Not that it wasn't good, but it's like, now it's good on a totally different level to the point where like my son's birthday is in two months. And like half of the people attending are clients because they are really good personal friends now too. Um, so I don't know if you can well, speak into that, but I'm sure you got well, yeah. that. Well, it's tough to, especially for a long-term for someone to work for you, if you're just like this most, the most perfect person in the whole wide world, and just like, you can do no wrong. People want to, I guess people want to work for a fighter. People want to listen to and be friends with someone that isn't perfect. And, uh, I think Renee talks about this. He talks about, um, the silver bullet train. Like if you're just this most, the most perfect thing in the whole wide world. And like your story is like, Hey, I, I had no adversity. I, I overcame no adversity. I was just perfect. I just had a bunch of money and I'm just this millionaire dude. Well, nobody can really grab onto that and, and hold on to it at all. There's no holes. People can only grab onto the holes. And I, I have a way of just kind of letting it all out. I, I, and sometimes it's too much to be, to be honest. I mean, it, uh, but if you watch my story, which by the way, just a quick comment on that is that I know a lot of people that don't even, that don't scroll up and down, they scroll left and right. So like oh, yeah. the, the, the people, that, people that don't do stories, you're like, you're missing half of social media. Um, but anyway, you, you, if you look at, watch my story, you get me, you know, you're not going to get somebody else. And maybe, maybe people are sick of watching my, my three-year <laughs> remodeling project that I'm doing to my outside. But whatever, it's me. It's kind of, that, that's, what do you use social media for? Well, I'm updating my friends and what I'm doing, you know, and uh, I'm showing what am I actively actually doing? And uh, people want to know, show them, you know? So yeah, and be real and be authentic. I think that uh, too many people get into like this production type mode where you're effectively manufacturing a facade that isn't you. And uh, Kyle Draper, our good friend, Kyle says this, uh, if the person that you are off of social media is different than you, than the person you are on social media, you're going to really struggle with social media. And, it, and would you even want it to be different? I tell you what, after a podcast, I'm always just super pumped, like every single time. And I'm pumped before I, I hit record. It's not work to me. You, 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 you know, so, and, and I'm sure that you can relate like, this Absolutely. is fun. Like, this is like, so, but that's me. That's who I am. So you get me. And, and I think that that's where a lot of people struggle. They try to be somebody different. Like I'm wearing a sport coat and a t-shirt, you know, this is what I wear. Like, if you see me out at a, at a, it, it, you're going to see me dressed just like this. So I think that people try, I think a lot of people struggle with and worry about coming across as somebody different that they, that they stop trying to figure out who the heck they are and just be. And, and boy, that's a problem in our industry. I think too many people in real estate too, where the only thing people are posting about is, you know, just listed, sold under contract. Mm -hmm. Hey, I sold sold over listing over asking. Well, yeah, well, great. Congratulations. You know, nobody really cares about that stuff. I mean, do it here and there, but I think people get social media wrong when they do stuff like that. And I, I used to do it really wrong. I used to do 
uh, closing dance videos. I would literally put, I want to do something different. So I would just, I would literally have people just dance at a, at a closing and I'd put together a little, um, before reels were a thing, like a little 30 second, uh, video, totally stupid. I still think that's got some attention. I think if you're well, a lot of officer is- listening to this and you're like, how can I talk about closings and make them sexy? Have your people do a dance at the closing and record that instead of posting the title key. Congrats to John and Mary on closing. I think I definitely did it. I've always been different with it, but I started out, I got, I got active with social pretty early on and I've just always evolved it. And I, I think I did my first video in 2011 and I literally would make it, it. It's like everything that I would talk to somebody out of now, if you, if you were to watch, watch the video, but it's basically me advertising my website with the name of the website behind me with a billboard. And like, welcome to my website.com hit apply on in the upper right hand corner. And it's just like, it's so bad. It's just so it's like, I, I can't even watch it. And, but I guess my point is, is that you have to start somewhere, but once you get into it, like you're not going to doing a closing dance is fun. Don't get me wrong. And being at a closing is fun, but at a certain point, it's just like, what am I doing? Am I, am I just, I, it just didn't really, I don't know. It, 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 it lost its, um, its appeal after a while of doing it. And I think that anybody's that, that's going to happen to any professional. Like if you're posting all, all of your closings, great. Awesome. You close another one, close another one, close another one at like closing a hundred. You're really not going to care anymore about making that post. Like it's literally just going to be work. Whereas if you can jump on a podcast and have a great conversation with somebody and dig out the gold that they have, take, pieces of video from that podcast, take pieces of audio from that podcast and repurpose it and uh, compound all of the content that you get, that you produced. I think that's a lot better play. And I think it's more of an expert level type of a um, marketer. Whereas you're, you're, you're one of everybody else. I think when, when you're posting those, making those types of posts, but no one can redo a post that I do, which to me, I think that's the best part about it. Like you really couldn't recreate what I do. Um, you could try and maybe it'll be better, honestly. Like maybe you do it better. Great, go for it. But but that's kind of the thing. I mean, what is unique about you and what do you like to do? And I think that a lot of people would see very abundantly clear that, hey, I'm modeling my house. I'm, I'm with my kids all the time. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing podcast interviews. I think- I want to back us up because there's a couple of nuggets that you said that I really want to amplify. And we're going to use the word amplify because we're talking about Renee and I got to, I got to reach out to Renee and have him on my show because I feel like we've talked about him you enough. Really, you really do. And I mean, I've talked to him on Instagram. It is him that actually responds. I can say that. And so props to him. And I, cause I love that. Um, but there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I really do want to back us up to and take a magnifying glass off of for a second and look at something from about a 30,000 foot view. And normally those people who are in my world know that I'm the put the magnifying glass and get deep into something one or one hyper-focused thing. Um, but I think for the sake of what we're talking about, I think I want to want to go back up into that 30,000 foot space and say the evolution of what we do on social media is so beautiful to watch. And one of the things you said is for in 2011, my first video was, and oh my God, I can't even watch it now. Right. So if you're listening to this and you're the person who 
I, my new year's resolution for the last five years is to figure out how to do social media and you still haven't started yet. Think about where you could have been had you made that super shitty video five years ago and watched it enough times to figure out what you could have done better so that five years fast forward to now in 2022, what it would have looked like or what your content would look like. So I think there's a lot of people who are stuck right now in this. I don't know how to start. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm afraid of video. I'm afraid of what I sound like. What if my branding doesn't look good? And the list goes on and on and on and on. But what we have to realize, and this is a huge part of, of why I do what I do is how can we even, how can we do something today so that 365 days from now, that same something that maybe wasn't that awesome is going to be so much better because you're going to have done it enough times that 365 days from now, it's going to be 10 variations better than the original, right? You look at your content, Jimmy, from 2011 to now, while there are certainly things that we need to improve and things that we can all be doing better and better and better. Imagine if you were still making that video where you were sitting in front of a billboard that had www.heresmywebsite.com and you had your phone number and email rolling at the bottom of it. Right. And it was like, you watch it like like, so bad. Um, But imagine if you hadn't done it, what would your content look like today? You know? And I think, right. Yeah. I I would beg people, honestly, go look at my Instagram from when I first started Burma media in 2014 and look at it today. And it's not even on the same planet. But that's just the thing though. You, you have to do it. You have to just go for it. Like I've literally like people ask me, Jimmy, how are you so good on camera? I've shot thousands of videos. Like if you go into my bomb bomb account, I I've literally would like, I would communicate to people that way by, by, by sending, sending a bomb bomb video. But, but anyway, like, like, how'd you do it? Well, I I've done it thousands of times. Um, but I started out terribly <laughs> and I would even argue too. my podcast when I first did it, my very first episode, I was so nervous. Like if you listen to it, you wouldn't tell that I'm nervous. But, um, and it's just a personal podcast. I didn't even know what I was going to do. I literally just told a story about me. Like the, like it was a 15 minute type of a thing, but I had like three cocktails before I started because it was just like, <laughs> I need to like get, get, get loose. And, but now I literally like five minute prep before a podcast and like, let's do it. Like, I can't wait to jump in. And, and, and I kind of love the randomness of it. I kind of love the fact that it can go in a million different directions and, but, but that's how you get comfortable. You got to start. And I, I was just, I was just talking to somebody that, um, and by the way, if you ever want to reach out to, um, uh, connect with me to talk, to talk about any of this type of stuff, I would love you to reach out. Um, talking about social media and being better at it is something that I always enjoyed those types of conversations. So please reach out if you do, uh, have questions or want, or want to get started. But I was just talking to somebody about this, that here, he wants to start a podcast. What do I do? And I told him, there's all the equipment that I have. You don't need anything though. Grab a microphone. Like it's like, it's literally easy. Spend a hundred dollars on a microphone. It's like, that's, I, I would, I would say do that. But other than that, you can do anything. I, I, my first recording was on voice audio on my iPhone or, or voice memo on my iPhone. And I literally put the phone down at a table in a restaurant and we had a conversation. That was my first interview. And so, so just do it. But what's the, okay, well, what do I got to do? Just schedule a freaking interview, schedule it. Mm-hmm. Like that's your first step. Schedule Ask one. somebody. 
reach out and say, Hey, can I interview you? And maybe make it be your friend or somebody or somebody that's easy to easy to interview somebody that's like a guaranteed yes. But like, that, how do I start freaking schedule it? I promise you, you'll figure everything else out. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the big piece to this. And, and I know we've talked about getting better at things and in order to get better at them, you have to start them. I think that is first and foremost, but the fun part of where I think we're going to go forever with the world of Instagram and Facebook and, and all of these social media platforms is that that evolution process is never going to change. And I think that there, there are a lot of examples of that, right? Like if you look at Facebook reels are now on Facebook, which isn't a surprise, but it's just one of the many things that we have now uh, stories. I remember when stories came out, the world shattered. Everyone was like, Oh my God, there's Snapchat on Instagram now. And it was like this, Oh my gosh moment. And you look at that and stories is like old news. Like if you're not doing stories, you're like so far behind, you might as well just like, I mean, first of all, you should never quit, but you should, you should certainly call a coach tomorrow or today. Right. Um, but do stories. yeah, do stories, sign seals delivered hashtag, just do it. Um, you're welcome Nike for that one. But, um, just doing it is, is part of the battle. Um, but why I love Instagram. And I think that this is a, a good segue into this part of it is that there is never going to be a shortage of things that we need to be doing better or learning how to do. And I mean, for heaven's sake, I own an Instagram marketing company and there are things that I learn about Instagram every single day where I'm just like, whoa. Right. And now it's now my job to go out and figure out how to implement that and how to actually make that make sense for somebody to do in their business. And I will tell you that there are some things that happen on Instagram where I'm like, please stop worrying about that. Right. Like the day of how many followers do I have? like is so far gone. Right. Uh, obviously I think that there is a time and a place to be worried about growth, but the number of phone calls that I get nowadays where I haven't been able to grow my following has gone down because enough people have realized that that's not what it's about. Um, so I think that Jimmy, let's talk about this on your side of growing your podcast is now the, the challenge, right? Because you have the content, you're doing it, you're getting better at doing it. You have incredible people that are on your show. So now the question becomes, how do I make this more available to people so that they can learn about it? Because I'll tell you, I haven't even listened to any episode except for the Dave Savage episode. Um, and I can tell you that like learning about the people who are influential in, in our industry on a very personal level like that, changes the way you look at people forever, in my opinion. Like it, it changes the perception that you have of an individual forever. And it creates the space of grace um, that you may have for somebody else that you hadn't had before. Um, and so for you, growth being that kind of key thing, how are you going to use Instagram? Are you going to use Instagram, I guess would be the first question. And then if so, how and kind of where what's your trajectory of like what you want to do to be able to kind of leverage that space now that you have that goal? Hey, yeah. I, and I think I'll answer it. A, a reference to TikTok first. I am not on TikTok at all. And I, I ha half of me wants to be. So I started making um, TikToks and posting on TikTok. I get like no views. Well, I talked to Kyle, our, our good friend, Kyle Draper about this and like, Kyle, like I'm getting no views and like nothing. Well, like, and he asked me, he was like, Jimmy, are you even on TikTok at all? Like, no, not I'm just making posts. And then that's it. 
So you're not going through things, looking at stuff, liking things, commenting. So you're just basically not using the at, at the platform at all, posting things and expecting that you're going to get a ton of you know action on it. And I'm like, wow, that's when you say that out loud, you know, it, it's pretty abundantly clear that if you're going to be active on a platform, you should be active on a platform. Like, like it, 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 make comments. So I, I mentioned that because um, where I where I need to work better at it is just basically going through and making comments and being more engaging on not just my posts. Like, I mean, I've replied to every comment that I get on on all my social media, but uh, being more intentional about reaching out and being more social. Um, I think that it, for, for me, I go in seasons. I'm, I'm sure that you, you can probably relate to that, but sometimes I'm just like literally glued to my phone all the time, making comments, going going crazy. And other, other seasons, I'm just like, you know, I just need to chill for a minute. And like a lot of my posts get auto auto posted, not auto posted, but I have a team that that that, that, that puts it together. And sometimes it's nice to take a social break. So I'm kind of like on the end of my social break right now, coming off of it. And one of the things that I want to do is I want to be more intentional uh, with the time that I spend. I don't want to just scroll. Um, our, our, we were talking uh, about Roland, Roland Cochran, who I love. I love Roland. Roland's my brother. Um, he he literally goes into instagram or facebook and types the name of the person that he wants to engage with like he has a it is so intentional um he doesn't scroll at all and uh i i don't know i'm not i'm not as disciplined as Roland. that dude's very disciplined yes he uh, is. I, I'd probably would, I, i'd probably be more i don't know i would still leisurely use it for what it is i mean just scrolling scrolling Facebook, watching videos, scrolling Instagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, but I think I could afford to be a little bit more uh, intentional with it. And, and I want to post more. I haven't been posting a lot about my, about, about my family. I just, I've like, I called myself out about that. I, I think more people want to see your, not, I think more people want to see you with your family than they do want to see you talking to Dave Savage you know, even though Dave is epic and awesome and cool. And, and thanks yeah. for listening to, 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 um, to his interview. It's one of my most played interviews. He actually called Renee Rodriguez and said it was the best interview he's ever done, which was oh, like, wow. and then Renee called me and told me that I was like, that's pretty cool to have like a person you, you know, highly respect say that. But anyway, um, I want to be more intentional with it. And I think when I am more intentional with it, I get better results and I, I can just like directly prove that. And, but, but that's where it is. So that's where it starts. Then what's the next level after that to get, to get more exposure for the podcast. I think, I don't know. I think I got to spend money on it. I think I got to do ads, but, um, but I haven't gone too deep into it. What do you think about that? What do you think about doing ads and like, yeah, I mean, I'm not 95% of the people that know me. Um, and there may be the one or two that, that don't, know this side of me yet, um, or have, are new to, to learning how I do things, but I didn't even pay for a single Facebook ad until I had been in business for six years. So now that's unique. Um, and certainly something that I believe is, is a side of me that, that makes me, um, more the organic side of how I've been able to build my business in my opinion, makes it more fun uh, to then be on the other side where I can say I'm six, I'm as successful as I am now without them. And then by doing them, I just was able to amplify that. 
Um, but as far as, you know, creating leverage through ad spend, um, I think the most important thing that anybody can do when it comes to deciding whether or not they want to do ads is ask themselves the question of one, does the content I have organically and the content that I've built currently on my platform, does it build credibility for me or does it retract it? Right. Or does it deduce it? Um, meaning like if I look at, if I look at my Instagram right now, and again, this is me looking at my own, um, I could genuinely say that my content is very valuable. It's very personal. And in my opinion, it's all about everyone else with the exception of the posts about my kid and my family, right? It's about how can I serve somebody else? And I think at that point, when I, when I was able to look at my own content and reflect and say, this is genuinely something that builds credibility for who I am as a, as a coach, as an industry leader on the social media or Instagram side. And it's just an all around like person that cares about other people's businesses. Now I'm ready to do ads. And and that's where I made that decision. Um, and I, it's not about engagement. It's not about like, okay, well, I'm averaging this amount of comments or this amount of likes. So now I'm ready. It's not about, I have this many followers. So now I'm ready. Um, I think you don't, I don't think there's a moment of arrival. I think there's a moment of, I've looked at my content. I believe wholeheartedly that it is showcasing who I am and how I do things and the level at which I play. And because I can confirm that all three of those things are working in conjunction, let's go spend money to get it in front of enough people. Well, check, check, check. I mean, I'm there. I'm, I, I'm, I'm there with my stuff. So I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe we can talk a little bit offline about this, yeah. but it sounds like we need to, but, but I think truly though, uh, w- w- something that you said that, uh, resonated with me is that, you know, my posts, your posts, when you're, you're talking about it are really, they're about other people really. Mm-hmm. And it's about what value they can provide. And, uh, do you show up playing big? You know, I mean, if you're interviewing a big, a, a, a very well-known, you know, influential person in, in, in our industry, um, that's always going to elevate you, but are you, are you gonna, are you actually providing value to the person listening? I think that's another thing that a lot of times people don't value. Sometimes people just put it out just to put it out, but they don't think of, okay, who's my actual, who is my audience? What do they want to hear? And, um, but I say that at the other end, like here, you gotta, you gotta get started and kind of figure it out. But once you get to the next level of it, I think that's, that's where I'm at. Um, Michelle, you gotta like actually care about what your audience is listening to. What, what are they actually seeing and are you helping them out in any way? And are you helping your guests out? Yeah. I think that's the biggest, the, the biggest thing. And I think that's where you get the most impact, but then broadcast it to the world so that other people can see it. Exactly. Right. So create impact. And I think that this is where what you've done is so powerful because the get it done podcast is about a boatload of individuals who have figured out how to get it done. And they just so happen to be a significant amount of mortgage individuals or real estate professionals. Um, and I know I, I have the honor of being able to be one of those eventually. And, and I think that that's what, what you've done though, is that you've created an audience of people or you created, I shouldn't even say an audience, you've created a play, like a playlist of a bunch of individuals who happen to be in the mortgage and real estate space. And you've created this availability to others who either want to get into the industry are currently in the industry and maybe suffering right now a little bit. And there, I got to be really point blank honest with you. And I, the time of the timeliness of my episode with you coming out 
is so powerful because the mortgage industry is a very, very scary place right now, not because of the interest rates, but because of the mentality of people that are in the mortgage space right now. It is so bad. Uh, I mean, the amount of posts I see online of people are like, um, just talking negatively about things that are going on is really upsetting to me as a coach, because that's not what social media is for, right? Social media is not where you get to go showcase how awful everything is going in the world right now. Like that's just not what that platform is about. Um, but what I think you've been able to do is create an audience of people who are coming to you and seeking out your content saying, okay, Jimmy, I'm stuck. And there maybe you most likely don't know most of them that are listening would be my guess, but you you're creating that where people are like, okay, Jimmy, what do you got to say? And what does this guy, Dave Savage have to say, or what does this guy Renee have to say, or Kyle Draper or whoever that can turn my mind around because right now my mind is in the gutter um, and I got to get it out. And I think that stories and storytelling, which I know Kyle uh, is a, a big preacher on and something him and I certainly have in common, but if you can tell that story and create some emotional shift in somebody to the point where they're like, okay, so the market sucks right now, but what can I do to make that better? I think that's what your podcast does, right? Is it showcases that to the core? hundred percent. hundred percent. And, and, you know, you're talking about the industry right now. Um, these are my favorite times in the in, in industry. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I, I, I literally got my start in October of 2007 when the implodometer was at its highest, like it basically like everything was uh, going down. And I, I mean, it's, it's not even close to that right now to anybody that's been in the industry that long. It's not even close to that, but you're right. The, the, the type of posts that you're seeing are pretty negative. And I, I just, man, I, I smile at times like these. I, the, the, it's my favorite time in this industry because of the opportunity that exists. I think that people that are worried about getting started now, man, there's never been a better time. I, I truly, it's just because there's so many people getting out of it. People made so much money in 2020 and 2021 that now they're sitting around like, wow, I actually have to work for it. They're getting out. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of companies going under. I think there's going to be a lot of merging. I think there's gonna be a lot of loan officers getting out of the industry. Yeah. And I think that's not a bad thing. I think that it, it, I mean, sure, there's some bad, bad pieces to it, but I think overall as an industry, I think it's good. And uh, so much opportunity, so much opportunity. And if you can just get out and show up on social, I think that over, especially the next like six to 12 months, I think that you're going to see that the, the results of if, if you didn't, if you haven't started yet, for instance, and you're just going to get on it right now, yeah. I think it's going to be very fruitful in the next six to 12 months. And going forward, I think it's going to be something where it's really a necessity to be on social. I think that uh, mortgage and real estate, particularly, it's all about your brand and your personal brand. And if people don't see you and they don't remember you, they're not going to call you. They're going to call the person that's active on social um, or has a brand or something that they think about when they need real estate or uh, mortgage help. Um, who are they going to call the person that's on their feet all the time, every single day, or, or the person that, you know, I, I mean, is really good at calculating self-employed income, but hasn't made a story post in a year. You, you know what I mean? You could be totally. a really excellent loan officer and you're going to lose out to the really great marketer. You got to get out and do it. Yeah. The reality, the reality is that there are people who are very, very, very good loan officers who just aren't willing to just go do it or just go start. 
Um, and because of that, they're going to most likely not be in the industry in a few years, um, or they're going to significantly lose or be on the, the loss side of the column, if you will, or of the Excel spreadsheet as far as how much money they are able to make in a down quote year. Um, but what I really love is that you said that there are a lot of people who are going to be leaving. And I think that that's a good thing. And I would tell you that I agree, right? Because if you're, if you're going to be tapping out of an industry that is so powerful because things are hard, I don't think that you're doing it right. Right. I think that you, your mindset sucks because I can tell you, I mean, I wasn't in the mortgage industry in 2007, like you were. Um, but I can tell you that the most powerful moments in my career were when all shit was hitting the fan and you're like, oh my gosh, my back's against a wall. Now, what do I got to do? Because I'm not, will- I don't have a plan B. Right. Um, and that was me in 2014 when I first decided to leave corporate America and move into doing this on my own. I literally did not have a plan B and I had to make money. And so I had to figure it out. And if you're a loan officer who right now is like, well, man, you know, man, my volume is down 50%. Okay. How do you get that other 50% go capture a market share in a place that you have not spent enough time on? And you will capture a market share because everybody else is not doing it. Here, I, I really want to double down on this because I, I want some. I want to inspire someone to take action. So I, I let's just think this through. Where is the industry going, particularly the mortgage industry? But this is real estate agent related. Here's what's going to happen: some someone's going to want to buy a house. So here's what they're going to do: they're going to say, "Hey Siri, I need a mortgage loan." Siri is going to face ID them. All of their information is going to be on a loan application. It's going to be submitted. It's going to connect with your bank accounts. It's going to connect with the IRS. It's going to run your tax transcripts. AI is going to calculate your income, reverse calculate what uh, debt to income ratio is going to be in your area, figure out what are average taxes, average insurance in your area. It's going to run it Fannie. It's going to run it Freddie. It's going to figure out, okay, with Freddie Mac, we got uh, an appraisal waiver. Congratulations, you're approved. And I think that's all going to happen within the t- amount of time that it takes to run a credit report now. And the truth is, Michelle, like the, the technology for this actually exists right now. It's mm-hmm. just not implemented. Quicken Loans is going to do it. Rocket Mortgage is going to do it. It will be as easy as it, it won't even be push button, get mortgage. It will be, hey, Siri, I need a mortgage. It'll be literally voice command. It, and if you think it's not coming, I, I just I just strongly disagree. It's, it's just a matter of when it is when it, when is it coming. So here's the million dollar question: Why do I say all of that? If we can agree that it's going to be there at some point, well, at the end of your approved on your on your on your on, on your iPhone, it's going to ask you, "Hey, do you want to talk to a professional in your area?" Here's a list of people, or it's just going to recommend one person. Who is the person that gets recommended? Who is the person that's going to get the phone call? Who is the person that's going to have the Calendly link out, out there that gets, gets an appointment scheduled? Well, it's probably not going to be the person that I mentioned this earlier that is good at calculating self-employed income but doesn't have a Facebook account. It's probably not going to be the person that's really good at putting together a good loan package and arguing with underwriters about guidelines but doesn't post every day on their Facebook story or their, or their Instagram story. It probably will be the person though, that has the number one podcast in the area for mortgage and real estate. It's probably is going to be the person that is active on, on all the platforms, doing a, a, doing a story, doing short form, long form content, has a YouTube channel, has a website. 
that's the person that's going to get the call. That's the person that's going to be on the top of the list. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people really deeply, like we're not going to make the type of money that we make. It's all going to be the person that does four to five loans a month now is going to end up doing 40 to 50 loans a month to, to make the same amount of money. But it's, it's going to be easy. A computer is literally going to do the whole thing. It's literally going to be a, a 30 minute to an hour long conversation with someone and that's it. A loan's going to close in eight days because it's all done by AI. It, all of the work that we as loan officers do now isn't going to matter. It's what's going to matter though is how do you show up online? How, how do you appear? What is your brand? Who are you? And why does it matter? What, like, and, why you? And what was the last conversation that somebody had with you, I think is also going to matter, right? Because there's a lot of like the world of referrals. I don't think will ever be dead. Um, and I think I why I'm saying that is what, what are the conversations you're having that lead to some of the content you're producing? Right. And I, I have a sticky note in front of me and I know for those of you guys who are listening to this, you can't see that, but, um, people can only grab onto the holes. I wrote down when you said that at the beginning of this episode, because that needs to be a piece of content. I need to go talk about that because I think that that's super, super powerful. So where I'm going with this is what's the last conversation you had with somebody that you can then perpetuate into future conversations or create more relationships. And one of the things that I'm really, really passionate about is creating relationships and doing it with the intention of this is not about me getting business from you. This is not about me ever doing a transaction where you have to pay an invoice with me. It's about what is the next person that's going to reach out to me? And are they going to, are they going to reach out to me to work with me because of a conversation they had with you that makes them confident in me? Right. So it's about, if you look at the last five conversations that you've had with people, what are those conversations saying about you? Right. Are are you the naysayer? Are you the person who's just talking about how crap the market is and how you need to retract all of your marketing dollars? Or are you the person who's like, Hey, actually, like one of the things I know that I really need right now is I need more realtor partners. I need a, I need a bigger volume of realtor partners because there's not enough business to go around in this area right now. So how can I create better relationships with all of the people on the real estate side in my area? And I'm talking as if I'm a loan officer, right? Um, well, what can you, what can you do to serve them? Well, guess what? Like you can show up on social media and have something of value to a realtor that they can't get somewhere else, or they're not currently getting from their existing loan officer. And I had two clients in the last four days. I've been on vacation since first thing Friday morning, um, for my birthday and father's day. And I got back to my computer this morning and had two different loan officer clients who have, who had emailed me saying that one was offered to teach a class at a Keller Williams office on video for the realtors. And he's never received a single deal from any of the the realtors in that office, but somebody found out about what he was doing on Instagram and saw all the things that he was doing and said, Hey, can you please come teach a class for us in this local office? That's a huge win for a loan officer that got his loan officer license less than six months ago. (laughs) Right. Um, hundred percent. Second, win, you have a, a loan officer who has been posting about bridge loans because she just happens to do a lot of them. Um, and also talking about being able to get your equity out of your existing home in order to use that as the down payment on a future home. Um, and she had two separate real estate agents who reached out and said, I didn't even realize that you offered this. And I have two clients who cannot get approved without 
doing it this way, but no other loan officer is doing this. Can we have a conversation? Both those emails that I got from those loan officers were of so much gratitude because they were just like, I didn't even realize that I was missing the boat here as far as what I was talking about. But now that I'm talking about things that don't have anything to do with me or, and are instead about these people, now they are coming to me, right? So again, this goes back to that. What are the conversations you're having both online and offline, right? So you and I are technically not online, right? But we're having a conversation that I really think can inspire a lot of people to do more in their business and to have more conversations with other people that can make their business better in more ways than one. Hundred percent, and I think that you you basically said it. How am I with different words? But how are you providing value to the person that you want to attract? So bridge loans, for example, that's a huge thing right now. If you're a real estate agent, you probably have needed that. So you're effectively. I feel like it's cheating. You know, I feel like it's like like of course this would work. You know, And, and and like. I feel like people just make it too darn complicated. Just go out and do it. Identify the need. What do people need to hear? And then do it. How can I help a real estate agent sell more houses? Or how can I help a real estate agent make their make their lives easier? Or we're talking about real estate agents, but I mean, you can get mortgage referrals from financial planners. What does a financial planner want to hear? Yep. Um, a lot of other places that you can get it. and. If, if you, but if you don't show up, you're not going to get the call. Like it's, it, this person's had their license for six months. I mean, so they have a, a NMLS number in the two millions. Like my, my NMLS number is in the 200,000s. And for, <laughs> for those that's been in the industry, as long as I have, that's like basically like one to 300,000 was like right when NMLS started. But um, it, and now it's in the two, two millions. Um, to lose a deal to a loan officer with NMLS number in the two millions. It's just, it's embarrassing. I mean, come on. But they showed up on social media and you did. Yep. And they had something to offer that you, even if you did, even if you had something to offer, which obviously if you're a loan officer and you've been doing it for many, many years, there's probably something you specialize in, right? But are you showing that? Are you sharing that information? Um, And this particular LO that was talking about bridge loans, She's been in the industry for only like eight years, which it means in reality, she's still kind of a baby on the, the mortgage side. Um, but she was talking about something that she's had a lot of experience about or with, and there could be 20 other law officers in Kansas city where she is that are doing it at a higher level or have done more of them, but they're not right. talking about it. And they're not showcasing the fact that they have knowledge around it. Um, and, and you're so right too, to back up that attorneys, financial planners, I've had several clients, um, who have actually created their target audiences around industries, like specific industries, right? One of our current clients specializes in working on construction loans. So guess what he did? He went and created relationships with all of the built, like the different new build communities in all of his like five or six cities surrounding him. He knows every single construction company that is licensed and insured in his area. He's had conversations with just about every uh, roofer, inspector, everybody who serves the building community or people who are in the construction world. And that's where he gets all of his business from, right? Not from, oh, I have to go talk to real estate agents. 
So you find your hole or you find, as you said, right, you find your hole that can allow you to, to get in and create like, or capture a market share. And it doesn't have to be the traditional, I'm a loan officer, which means I need more real estate agents in order to do it. It just doesn't, not anymore, at least. And you know what the funny thing is too, is Michelle, when I call a real estate agent, guess what happens? They answer the phone. They answer the phone. Why? Well, because I see Jimmy out there. Like I know who Jimmy is. Uh, Jimmy might be calling me to be a guest on his show. You know, it's not, it's kind of like it just, it, it helps every single thing that you're doing, being active on social, being known, being well-known compared to not. It, it just, every single thing works out, works out better. And you might not get a random referral call on, on a bridge loan or whatever it is, but if you call somebody and say, Hey, I want to meet up with you. Likely they're much more likely to answer and also much more likely to say yes. And, and you can have, you can also, you don't have to have a fluff conversation. You can have a deep one because mm-hmm. the fluff was already done on social. They already know you. Um, and Hey, if you want to help, help an agent out too, interview them on your show. I've done that. I, I've, I've done the top, uh, the, the, the number one real estate agent in Wisconsin and then the previous number one and now the, the current number one. And it, when I call them, they answer the phone. You know, it's like cheating. This is what I'm telling you. It's just like, like I feel like this is like the secret sauce that everybody's afraid to, to, to try, but if they would and see the su- success and results of it, they, they, they would wish they did it sooner. For sure. So get out and do it. Yep. Well, I, I do want to be a good steward of your time and I know that we could talk forever. Um, but we're just going to have to have you come back and we'll, we'll find another 17 things to talk about, but, uh, Jimmy, where can people find you? Where can people get connected with you? And I know obviously you have the podcast and, uh, I think that if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to Jimmy's podcast and you haven't gone and listened to some of these episodes about, uh, I saw one with Michelle Dugan, right? I saw Val Miller. I saw, Dave Savage. I mean, you just, the list goes on and on and on. And, um, if you're on my, if you're listening to this and you're listening, you know, you know, me to on the surface level, um, I would love to have you and invite you to come listen to me on Jimmy's podcast when that comes out, because I'll be able to get into a lot more of, of exactly who I am. But uh, Jimmy, again, where can we find you? How do we get connected to you? And then what do you have coming up that we can get tapped into? Sure. I pretty easy to find. I'm at Jimmy Ryan on pretty much everything. J I M I R Y A N spelled kind of funky. I have a story to that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, the best way is to do that. Shoot me a DM on, on Instagram or Facebook is probably the best way to get uh, in touch with me. And I'd love to connect if anybody's looking for help on social or just really just being a loan officer and trying to manage being a dad, being a, being a parent and trying to piece it all together while being happy. I love to, I love those types of conversations too. I, I just had one where it lasted like an hour. We're like, wow, I should probably send you my, you know, bill me for this hour of coaching that you just gave me, <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't charge anything yet for any of that type of stuff. But, um, but I love to connect with people. And if people are struggling or are trying to take it to the next level in mortgage, those are talks that I love to have. So please reach out and we'll set it up. I love it. Well, for everybody listening again, I appreciate you hanging out with me for the last almost hour. We're talking to Jimmy Ryan on the coffee and questions podcast. Please stay tuned for our next episode coming and dropping every Friday. 
If you liked anything that you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a review. We would love to have you uh, as somebody who can come back time and time again and get more and more out of every week's episode. So again, Jimmy, thanks for being a part of this. And until next time, we will see you guys soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.